morning once again and welcome. If I happened to miss you earlier, my name is Wayne. I'm the pastor here at DCC and it's great to be with you today. Whoa, there's a stool here. Okay, <laughs> watch out. And uh, oh, I can sit for a second. That'll be good. Uh, I guess I have to have my sling. It makes me, uh, it gives me an excuse to be lazy. That's good. Um, but it's great to be with you today. And as I said earlier, you picked a great Sunday to be with us uh, today as we engage fall together, and it certainly very much feels like fall. I can't believe it's October. Uh, September really is a, an incredible month. The kids back in school, and things start ramping up, and all those different things. Um, and I know work life is uh, increasing more as people are going into the city more often, and, and so here we are in October, and many of you have been engaging with us new uh, in the past month or so, and so... I just want to take today uh, to begin to talk a little bit about who we are. I want to share just a, a, a little bit of my story uh, for those of you who don't know me and how it connects to how our church started. And so DCC, we started in, uh, on Easter of 2015. And so we have uh, people from all walks of life that engage with us every single Sunday. We are, you know, obviously primarily uh, centered in downtown Jersey City. I'm very thankful that really from the beginning, uh, we've always had uh, someone from almost every neighborhood in Jersey City attending with us uh, throughout our years here. And, and so, uh, but, you know, mainly downtown, and of course, we're in such a transient neighborhood, so connected to Manhattan, and we've had almost like many different iterations of our church family of people have come in and moved away and all these different things and taking steps of faith. And so I just want to invite you in to hear a little bit of our story, and I'm going to share some of the things we share in our welcome gathering, which is great because if you come to our welcome gathering after the service, it makes it shorter, um, which is always good. And uh, But uh, just some foundations and scriptures that we love to stand on, not into, not into anything deep today, but just really, and my goal and my, my prayer is to invite you into this story that God is engaging in this city and, uh, and invite you into this. I'll get to that statement in a little bit, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, but you're invited into this story. So for me, uh, I don't know what, you know, your engagement in Georgia City, how long you've lived here, uh, whether you've lived your whole life here or not. So for me, I'm someone who has moved here. I, have, I did not grow up in Jersey City. Uh, I've lived in a couple different places, and, and so I moved here, like many of you, from somewhere else. My first year and a half or so, I, I uh, worked out of Manhattan, and I was commuting into the city. This was four, over 14 years ago, and I, I, one of the things I remember about being in Jersey City was it, it was, I, I recall my second apartment search. So we, my wife and I, we landed here, we found a place, it was over in Palisook, and we, we loved it. We had a terrible landlord, which is, which is so funny, by the way. Over our years here, we've now known a couple other people who've rented from the same person, and it creates lots of fun conversations, but she was, uh, she was not amazing, uh, but she really jerseyed us up, uh, which is great, but so I remember we were searching for a second apartment. Uh, which she almost didn't let us out of the, the lease. That was another interesting thing. But um, I remember looking around in downtown, and you know that search really got, helped me to get to know it better. But this is one year in. And I remember thinking this one place over at Coles, it was near uh, Coles in Newark. I remember thinking that felt dangerous. And now I laugh so hard at that. I laugh so hard at that because it's just, I, I, I look back and see how little I knew about the city. And it was, it was really one year in, I really began to really get to know Jersey City. And I believe God put my wife and I here 
Uh, we love this place, and, and now it's home, and we pray that this is a place where our kids raise their children. And I, and I hope that that's God's will. That's, that's really up to him, that we live and invest in this city in this way. And, and so I've experienced all those new things. I came here as a newlywed. We weren't even uh, in our first year of marriage yet. We just celebrated 15 years of marriage, which is so crazy. And we since have had all three of our kids are born here, have, have grown up here. This is their life. This is their city. And I love that. And so I'm also someone who has lived here a while. So over 14 years. And we've really poured our life into this city and and we know it well, and we've, we've gotten to know many people from all different neighborhoods. We understand the dynamics that, uh, between downtown and the other neighborhoods and the tensions that exist in our city. We've seen the phenomenal growth uh, you know, that's happened citywide, uh, especially downtown. Uh, where we're sitting now was a parking lot for most of the time I was here until three years ago. And that's pretty much the story of every block around here. Across the street will eventually not be a parking lot. And you know, we see this happening and, and so we've seen this uh, explode. Uh, we've stayed committed to the city through lots of struggles. Uh, I experienced the loss of a job. The first church that I worked in was based out of Manhattan. And they actually had a location here in Jersey City. Uh, it was a satellite location. And we showed videos in the movie theater from the week before. That would help with the music and other things. And uh, they folded that location after the financial crisis that happened in 2008. And the fallout in 2009, and so I lost my job. I just signed a new lease. I found a place. It was awesome, and our, our, first, our first child was born, and then lost my job, and just experienced that, um, but we stayed, and we leaned in, and uh, we went through lots of crazy things. We had young kids with job upheaval, and a pastor's degree is not very marketable, and so I I worked for a coffee roaster, and it really helped me get to know the city in an incredible way. Um, I now have way too expensive taste in coffee, which is probably one of the reasons why we have Lackawanna on Sundays. Um, that's actually through one of our team members, and our team members developed a great relationship with Lackawanna, and that's, that's really been fun. But um, yeah, we, we eventually were on a third floor walk-up and on Grove Street, and uh, we found out we were pregnant with our third child, and, and we had two really young ones. And so Aaron was like, we can't do this. <laughs> and so we gave up our apartment, and we couldn't find one. And it was an interesting time. And we finally got into an apartment. Uh, and then uh, a couple months later, uh, it flooded. And we went through Hurricane Irene. And then one year later, that was the 100-year flood. This is funny. Uh, uh, I saw the governor of Florida declare that this is a, the 500-year storm. And I'm like, as soon as anybody declares that, it's not a political statement, by the way, because this happens with every type of governor. Uh, but they declared Irene as the 100-year storm. Well, one year later, a worse storm hit us. And so just, just so you know, it's funny how we declare these things. And uh, we lost everything with Hurricane Sandy. And uh, so we just had all these issues. We it was, uh, Irene happened the, the month before we had our third child. It was just craziness. Um, we had, I've, I've calculated, this isn't fully accurate, but we've lived in nine different apartments since we lived here. Uh, at, least one, at least one or two months. Um, like five major ones, but we had several in between. And then we had like five others that we lived in that were the crazy places, like in Upper East Side and Brooklyn and 
Uh, we stayed in the hospital in Brooklyn one time after we had flooded, and we just, it was, it's been really interesting. And, and, and so, so we stayed. We had friends tell us, maybe God is saying to you, our Christian friends, they, they say, you should live somewhere else. Like, maybe he's just saying this isn't the place for you. And it's really interesting, because that's an interesting, you can look at it and say, maybe that's true. Um, but we believe differently. We believe the opposite. And I, and I started to think about that. Um, but we were like, no, God has called us here. And, and it was actually the opposite was happening. Uh, it was a struggle, but all these events drew us closer into our neighborhood. And like, if you, for you lifers, you Jersey City lifers, you started talking to us. <laughs> because like, some friends of others who restaurant owners were like, why, why are you here? And, and we were like, well, we're going to start a church. And it was funny because they grew up Catholic all the way, and they were, they, they were so confused because for them, the, the church was just these huge buildings. And they're like, well, how do, you, how do you do that? Like, it was literally their, their answer. They're like, how do you start that? It was one of the funniest interactions we've had. And they're like, there's so many buildings here. It's like, why would you? So, and so it was, it was a really cool opportunity just to talk about uh, our desire was to see a new church start in this city. And, and so we, we really began to get to know our neighbors and, and get to know our community in a very deep way as we went through these hardships together. And by the way, um, is incredible empathy for those who've been flooded. Uh, as we see these events happening, you know, this, this happens almost every year. Some city in our country is hit by a hurricane and flooded. And so if you're wondering how you, what you would do, number one, don't send clothes. Um, that's the worst thing that could happen. That happened with us. People sent clothes from all over. The church were part of Manhattan, and it became another job. <laughs> Nothing fit, by the way. We had Broadway, uh, people on Broadway send clothes. We're like, all right, these are good clothes. None of them fit. And so, like, we couldn't wear anything. Like, I think maybe one coat. So send money. If you, get, if you know somebody who's connected to somebody personally, the biggest thing that anybody needs is, is money. And, in fact, that's what people did after Hurricane Sandy, and it changed our life. We are able to start giving money away to other people who are flooded because we knew them and we are connected to them. And it was an incredible opportunity. And it was one of the ways God was saying that, that I believe that you're here. And so I talked about how we, we experienced the opposite. Um, that God was showing us that he, he was calling us here and that we could lose everything. We could go through hardship. And that he's showing us that he'll provide in an expensive city that's constantly changing. Uh, it wasn't easy. It was very, it was very hard. But it was the very events these very events that drew us closer into the city, then again, to help us answer the prayers uh, of what we wanted to see. It allowed our faith to grow in exponential ways. And let us know that God wants us here. Another close friend of mine and a pastor said to me, he goes, he goes I don't think I've ever seen God show you know, someone so specifically that this is where he wanted them to be. And that's, that's an incredible thing to experience from God. So, so why share all this? Well, one is I, I love to share a little bit of my story um, to get to know you. You can help get to know me better. Um, so many of you are new with us. Maybe you haven't heard this, any of, any of these things. We've, we've shared it more deeply in the past. Um, but many of you are new, you know, especially since 2021, transitioning out of out of COVID, um, I want you to know that we're here because God has called us here. We've prayed for this, and, and he's put us here. 
And I want you to know that we're committed. So whether you're here for just a year or many, wherever you're at in this, we're committed. Um, we're part of God's story. And this is how he has worked in our lives, and everybody's story is different. Um, but it's how he's worked in our lives to accomplish his mission. Because this is really his story that he's pursuing in all of us. Now, if you pursue God in the city, it doesn't mean that you're going to have all these things happen to you, no. But this is how we're part of his passion for this city and for this neighborhood and, and all these different things. This is not because of my super talent or incredible abilities. <laughs> um, that's not the case at all. If anything, God is just constantly throwing me in way, when I'm way over my head. So that was just every step of the way. Uh, and still, it's still the same today. Anybody that's on our teams that are close to me just get to see all my weaknesses right out there. This is not because of my incredible abilities. So this is an opportunity to boast in what Christ has done. And I also want you to see an active God in Jersey City. An active God that's been, been active for years. And, and honestly, he's been active for decades. There are some incredible churches in this city that, that have been here for a long time. And you just start the very southern tip at City Line, who's doing an amazing work in that neighborhood and have for years. And you just keep going up. Like there's so many churches that have, have laid a foundation, have created a legacy. And I, and I pray that one day DCC could be part of that. I pray that that would be the case. We've had an act of God in Jersey City, but even in this neighborhood, in this culture, there has been a story going on. Here we can put the slide up. There's been a story going on. <laughs> And you are invited into it. But this is just, I've been covering really the first seven years of my time here. We've now doubled that time and more. And seven years ago, DCC started on Easter of 2015. And I've got some great photos we can share just over the last seven years. This doesn't encompass everything. And so you can, you can put some of these up. But since then, since 2015, we started at St. Anthony's High School, which is these two photos here. And uh, we've met, uh, we've done different events throughout the city. We've met in two different nightclubs. And so we started at St. Anthony's High School. And then we moved to nightclubs because they have air conditioning. And, uh, and so we've just been engaging life in the city. We've had Tons of connection events. We have events called Gold Jersey City, which you'll see a lot of these pictures are from theirs when we take the most photos. Um, we've had many, many, many dinner groups over the years. Uh, we've had many opportunities where we used to serve at ShopRite, helping collect goods for St. Lucy's. Now we serve at the Sharing Place Shelter, engaging them once a month. Um, we've had kids' ministry going on this whole time. Uh, the kids' ministry has met in high school classrooms. We've met in a daycare uh, facility. And yes, our kids' ministry, we've met in a bar. Our kids, before Nimbus, our kids' ministry was in a bar, and we made it look awesome. It was like kids' panels everywhere, and it was like a maze, and they loved it. And you would never know what they were meeting. So we just adapt to whatever God has given us. Our church used to meet in, the, like, like I said, nightclub and bar. We've been very drawn to that. Um, and now we're at Nimbus. And so we're so thankful for this. And we've had everybody attend with us from atheists and skeptics to uh, people who've been Christ followers their whole lives or people who've been hurt by the church and are trying to find their way back to God and everywhere in between. We've had lots of baptisms and we've seen hundreds of people come through our church family 
in a transient neighborhood. Uh, out of our baptisms, we just had three baptisms last week, and uh, I thought the slideshow would be over when I got to this point, um, but I was going to read this scripture. God has been doing a work in this city, and this isn't about our church, by the way. One thing I'll say is uh, we've seen several other churches be started in downtown, so there's hope happening over off Grand Street. Uh, you have Redeemer. Uh, and you have, you have others, City Life, others that have started in this area, and we're so thankful for that. And we see God pursuing a story in Jersey City. Well, listen, as you see these pictures, I want to read these words to you from Christ. John 4, 34 through 38, Jesus says, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is, is, is people brought to eternal life. We're seeing harvest from the past right now. Jesus says, what joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. By the way, God's the planter and we're the harvester. And he says, you all know the saying, one plants and another one harvests. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And now you will get to gather the harvest. It's amazing work. Jesus talks about planting and gathering and, and the harvest several different times. And sowing and reaping. And you see, you plant one seed and you reap a hundredfold. There's a joy in planting and engaging in this together. Jesus shows us the activity of God. He plants and we are reaping. Seeing what he has sent us to do. See, this, this isn't about me. Yes. It takes a lead pastor to start a church. It takes a lead pastor to start a church. But I could not have done anything without others. Anything. I'm just broken and messed up, pursuing with grit and diligence what God has called me to do. But we're here today because hundreds of people invested their time and their money before we even got here. When we, when we set foot in Georgia City, we had no idea that the story was going on that would affect us several years later. It's incredible when you pursue God's story how he is already working and connecting you. He has been planting and planting and planting. And he says, what joy awaits the, 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 those who sow, who plants and harvest? Because both the planter and harvester alike. It's incredible. See, this isn't about me. There's many women and men who have served and been faithful to God. This church would have never have started with just me. It would have been awful. <laughs> there were hundreds before, and there's been hundreds now after, before all of us here today. And it's incredible to think about. We love the city we love downtown. There's some really annoying things, but that's the city. And there's some things that we just love, and sometimes the annoying things are the things that we love as well. 
And what that means is we love you. We love you. At DCC, our mission is to help people find their way back to God. To help people find their way back to God. No matter where you've been, what you've done. Christ follower who's maybe your whole week you felt like you've, you know, <laughs> you're far away from God. Come back to him. Come back to him. Maybe you don't believe in God or you're just pursuing this. We encourage you to keep taking steps towards him. As a church, we have two overarching scriptures that really drive us and lead the way. One is, uh, these are words from Jesus. He gives us the great commandment. And we see this in scripture where Jesus says in Matthew 22, he says, people ask him, what's the greatest commandment? So he says something familiar to them. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally as important. You must love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law of all the commandments uh, is fulfilled in all these things. It's based on these two commandments. So we have love God and love others. And then we have the Great Commission. After Jesus rose from the dead, he was about to ascend into heaven and send us out on mission. And this is what he said. He, he just, they just watched him crucified and risen from the grave. And then all these hundreds of followers had seen him alive. And then this is what he says to them after all this has happened. He says, so Jesus came and told his disciples, he says, I've been given all authority on heaven and on earth. And we call this the Great Commission, to which they were like, yeah, we're with you on that. So he has all the authority. He's proven this beyond and, and, and amazing, right? And then, so what does he do with this authority? He sends us out. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And what's amazing is with all this authority, he sends us out. His plan is to use us, all of us together, not just an ordained pastor, but all of us. Like last week when we did baptisms, we had those who were involved, you know, part of the journey of someone's faith journey to be part of the baptism. That's one of the things that we do here at Downtown Community because we believe God has sent all of us out. And it's an incredible thing. He says, therefore, go. Go. That's why we have Go Jersey City. That's why we call it that. Everything we do here is centered on Christ. Everything starts with Him. We teach out of the Scriptures because He affirmed the Scriptures with us. We use those as a basis for truth for our lives to help us live and love our Father. We believe that Jesus is the only way to come to the Father and to find eternal life. Those are core beliefs of who we are. And our path, we have this amazing graphic here. It's not, not amazing, by the way. That was sarcastic. Um, we want to help, as people are on their journey to help their way, find their way back to God, we want to help people move from the community to the core. It's really important for us that we are constantly faced outward to the city and loving. So someone who's at the core should be marked by servant attitude and loving outwardly, beginning new things. And so we want to be involved in simple service and inviting people to the path stations to come and to be part of what we do. We want to be, make sure that we're, you know, we, that's why we do connection events in the city. Like there's a group going out for tacos later. Uh, we just want to constantly be engaging in these, these opportunities that help us love the city. That's why we engage in the sharing place. We want to start with loving our community. Our community is mainly downtown uh, Jersey City, but like I said, we have people engaging from every neighborhood. We're centered here. The crowd is those who would say, DCC is my church home. 
So whether they are here just on Easter and Christmas or every month, whatever that may be, the, the, the congregation or you know, those who are beginning to attend regularly begin to get engaged in serving and giving and other things. The committed will be those who are taking steps toward leading and leadership and, and, you know, being, and being committed financially uh, in, in greater ways. Be, you know, connecting to membership and other things to say, this is my church family, I'm, I'm giving and I'm serving in an incredible way. And then the core is someone who's really serving and loving this, this, this church family and this city in a sacrificial way. And someone who's marked at the core is there. When we get to the core, we don't want to be just inward focused and get to a group that we like and be okay. We want to be facing outward, starting new groups, taking away from the dinner group you were in and beginning a new one or something like that. We're not saying just jump right into the core. We're saying take a step. Some of the things that we've seen in the past aren't fully here right now. When COVID hit, because like, you know, really just disrupted the model, and we've just been taking steps towards him. And so sometimes you come into church for the first time, especially if you have a, a church background, and you have these expectations of what you may want to see, or you wonder why something isn't here. And, and we have desires as a church family for things we love to see as well. We love to have you know, drums. We had a full band before COVID hit and all these different things. And so there's things that we see that maybe don't exist. And some of that is just waiting for you to engage. Like we have dreams for our, our kids' ministry. We, our, kids, our kids' leaders right now do an incredible job of leading our kids. We're very purposeful with how we lead them. We believe we want to partner with parents, and so that's happening up in the ballet studios right now, and so we're purposeful in our curriculum. We have dreams for what it would be, but we, but we have to be patient in all those things as we grow as a church family. I've got a list, all right, of things that we could do, and it's easy to look ahead if we're patient, as you take steps, there's a harvest here waiting for you. You never know what God will do if you take steps towards Him. Our budget, we just met with our members and we presented a budget of, of $316,000. And, and we're operating actually below that right now. But for this next year, we're hoping to get to that level. And it's actually... I believe that we actually need to be at 350 for us to begin to engage ministry well at a minimal level. Our goal, my goal for us, is to be able to be at a $500,000 a year level. We believe that we, at that level we'll be able to really engage and love well in the city and to hire more staff and begin to take other steps. And that's the goal. And, you know, finances is a part of what we do. We don't talk about that a lot. I actually don't actually say figures out loud here. I want to say these things to say that we are coming to God to say you have called us here and we believe you've planted seeds. And so we want to continue to move forward in these things and say and ask God to send us those who engage in the life of the church. So here's the incredible part is that the foundation has been laid and the seeds have been planted. So you are invited into a story that's already happening. And God has been faithful in this. He's provided. And we don't know what the future is. We have dreams that we love to see. But it's really our dreams is to see, continue to see people take the steps towards baptism and follow Christ and love this city. And you get to be part of investing for now and in the future.
there is an incredible work of the Holy Spirit happening now. The team is here loving you today. Hundreds have gone before you, building trust in this city, proving the concepts, praying, giving, serving, partying. Yep, they've done lots of that. That's important. And I want to encourage you to take that torch and continue. Take a step, begin to engage, and you'll be amazed at what God will do. He wants your story to continue. And I believe he's calling you to this. And so this is about experiencing God. In all of this, we get to see his glory. There's nothing greater than seeing God work in your life. And I want to invite you in. This isn't about filling any role. This is about God and you. Giving God glory and you experiencing Him in your life. When we take steps in God's family, in all the ways, He uses us to accomplish His purposes. So the call is really to take steps, serve with us, Attend again, come back, join us at the sharing place, join us in a dinner group, start your own group. All these are there for you. I want to end with this scripture, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that's talking about everyone who's gone before us. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. For all of those who've come before us, it says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus has planted the seed and it is our joy to join with him in experiencing fruits of the harvest. Let's love well as we engage fall together. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your words to us. us. They're incredible. You've called us to such great opportunities. I pray for us today as we think about our own personal stories. There's struggles, there's there's pains, there's all these hopes and desires that we're pursuing. And I pray that we would continue to trust you or maybe learn to trust you and take steps to know that you care about that story. And as we pursue your story, we'll find that you are pursuing ours as well. I pray that you'll be glorified through what we do as a church this fall. And we give that to you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.